We've got the feng shui guy, Joe Town, in tonight to discuss how to feng shui your space for love. And we'll sip on our nightcap, the Southwest Corner Cabernet, tonight on It's Complicated. You're listening to It's Complicated with your hosts, Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli. Coming to you live from the AfterBuzz TV studios in Los Angeles, California. Hey, everybody. Welcome back for another episode of It's Complicated. The struggle is real when you're dating in the city. I'm Jen. And I'm not Jen. Oh, I couldn't do it. I'm Lauren. I feel like every week you should be a different, not like okay. someone else. I'm not Jeff. Joe Town or Joe Town. I'm not Joe Town. No, um, who is our guest yes. today? We're very excited. we're so excited we couldn't even hold back on his name. No, and I also forgot my opening line. You're master daters, <laughs> and don't you forget it. Oh my god, we haven't been doing this for like 170 we're episodes new. or anything. Not it's, that many. It's because you know why we're all out of whack. We're not feng shui. I know. I need to be feng shui. Oh, I am just gonna tell you, I got my place feng shui'd by our guest, and I fucking felt incredible after i do not know how to describe it i was like on another level I, did something I, with the blessing at the end we'll get him i He's don't gonna even be in, in a second all. to talk about it but that's you guys that's what we're discussing tonight how to feng shui your space for love obviously there's many reasons you can get feng shui'd but we're specifically talking about for love right you listen to the show because of the love stuff so with, let's focus with the feng shui guy joe town who we've already talked about a million times so oh, yes so guys Diving right in, Joe Town is an award-winning writer and director who got his degree in acting from the University of Southern California. Mm-hmm. He's been a coach for the past 19 years for both businesses and performers, some of whom are selling that product you just bought or starring in that movie, Netflix, last night. This work compelled him to write a book about how our inner reality affects our outer experience. Like messy head, messy bed. Or Everything's messy bed, messy connected. Head, that Everything thing. is connected. Exactly. Which led him to be a guest on the Dr. Oz show. Only the best go on that show and this show, obviously. And as an actor, he's worked with Jennifer Love Hewitt, Hilary Swank, and a kid who possessed him in The Omen, whose name is Seamus Davy Fitzpatrick. Sounds like a creepy kid, if you ask me. Sounds like a creepy kid who may need to get his shit feng shui'd. Just because maybe that would help. Joe has also been a coach at the Warner Laughlin Studios in Hollywood for seven years, where he first met his fellow actor and friend Hilary Tuck. Together, they created a successful audition program, which led to audition workshops and, more recently, the Artist Mindset Program. And Mindset is designed to empower artists in identifying practices being used by athletes and entrepreneurs to up-level their performances. That's, like, so important. There's so much like mental things that happen when you're an artist and a performer and you're auditioning and stuff and people don't pay attention to that. Like, oh, just get a thick skin and just deal with it. No, I think you got to like work on everything. Well, and like it's like practice your craft. Yeah. So you have one skill. No, get in the mindset. (laughs) There's a whole mindset, which obviously Joe and Hillary um, have a little program for. And last summer, Joe and Hillary coached up the top. 24 high school quarterbacks in the country at the Elite 11 weekend for NFL Networks on how to perform on the world stage because, again, everything's connected. You need to know how to do all of the things. You can't just be throwing the football. There's other things that happen. Right. Get your mind right. Get, Get in it right. the game. Yes. Get your head in the do game your and job. dating and stuff. Do your job like Bill Belichick says. Do your job? Yeah, that's like his his mantra. It's really deep. Everyone on the team do your job. Well, you know, it's well, everyone actually, has a different job and you play a part in that's the, right. the, what is it? Like the, the, 
what the, the machine the huh yeah the, but there's like the the what no, i don't know yeah. it's a saying All that has working, escaped me oh yeah i don't well that's not odd hurts yeah she can you know Jen, she can't ever do the sayings anyway, anyway guys anyway. joe as we mentioned has work worked with jennifer love hewitt on the client list on lifetime and significant mother on cw as well as been an on-air host for the pac-12 network oh so he knows what uh we're doing up here talking and joe and his wife live in la with their fully feng shui home oh it's probably so energetically balanced i bet he flies in there it's like saged and stuff all the time and there's it's oh my god it's probably so good I just want to go so. in there and anyway, and they've got a beautiful son, Luca, who they call Luke. That's their their passion project. He's two years old, and Joe is very tall, and so tall. he also loves guacamole. So if he was single and he had a dating profile, that would be it. That, that's a good one, and that's really all you need to know. I would be like, yes, guacamole, tall, has a kid, great, sweet, into and it. is into feng shui, which is like a really important just skill that like you don't necessarily proves have so you- that people can think on another level and men as well because a lot of people don't like to think that men can think deeply and are emotional but that's not always true no i like i said got my house i'm gonna you know in the world of keeping it complicated actually uncomplicated things in a way got my house feng shui by joe my neighbor sarah who was also on, on our show sarah utterback connected all of us and oh my god like the best thing i've ever done in my life i wish that i had like five more hours of joe to go through my house but he is very good at explaining what needs to happen um i what i like about and we'll get into this when he's in and we're interviewing him it's not like super hokey joe also knows um the energy muse and that's what i always say i loved about them or her when she was on our show that like she was into crystal healing but it's not like so hokey right it's not like this not like hippy dippy crystal's like gonna solve your problems like joe came in and explained feng shui you had a good idea of it and went through all of your space all goes through all your spaces and tells you what to do it's like and also it's practical like we live in the city. We get that you don't have room for your office anywhere else but your bedroom. Is that the best place? Probably not. But this is what we can do to make it better. So don't be afraid. Like, oh, my God, I'm going to have to hang my fucking couch from the ceiling now. I can't do that. <laughs> or get like, rid of it. It works for everybody. And I highly recommend. I'm very open to it. And I'm like a huge believer in it. My boyfriend, James, wasn't not open to it or not a huge believer. Just was indifferent. Like, okay, yeah, this sounds great. But like was totally it's great blind. That he's open to those kinds and of things. And he was like, whoa, after. Like that, and it's like because it's for everybody. It literally is for everybody. Don't think that you have to be like a fucking yogi or like. No, a, and it makes your life yeah. better. Oh so who doesn't God. want a bit of better life? Anyway, to, to open the energy flow in my home, I am trying to keep it less complicated, and had it feng shuied, which I've been wanting to for a while, and it was amazing. Well, I'm jealous, and I have to get on that. Yes. Although my home, yeah, my home stresses me out because it's well, compact, but it's fine. Okay. So also, before I tell you what has been going on in my life, we have to address our cute elephant in the room. Yes, it's we the do. Southwest Corner Cab. I yes. mean, it's really oh, yeah. the Dreaming Tree Cab, but it, yes, it you know goes but together. We're calling with it right, yeah. Um, but we named it that because the southwest corner has some relation to feng shui, I believe. Yeah, right? I don't really know, but I've seen that sometimes. Like the southwest corner, Joe may have a different philosophy, or he may be able to expand on that. I don't know, but I have read and seen in some opinions like the southwest corner is significant. Sometimes I don't fucking know. Whatever the corners of the room can be significant. So this right. is the southwest corner cab. 
And it's because no one likes to be put in the corner, but with this corner, you might want to be in it. Or, yeah. Or you might not. You might not. So We'll find out. I know. We're leaving a lot of cliffhangers here. Also, yeah. so um, I had a friend's birthday dinner on Friday night. Um, that was fun. I met a lot of her friends. And they're, we're all, like, multi-generational. So, like, oh. the friend whose birthday was is she just turned 52 and then there's like me who's like 22 and then yeah 22 wow what an age gap i know wow and good thing you're 22 because you're just legal to drink so you can enjoy yourself no i'm not 22 as you all know i'm turning 34 send gifts um (laughs) (laughs) so um anyway i did that that was really fun and then had friends in town from new york took them to a holiday party where their minds were just blown because there were celebrities everywhere so hollywood and like i just hate going out so if i go out it's got to be like for a reason this was like uh, the best you're taking them thing somewhere to yeah see because they were just like so happy. I, they didn't even know who some of the people were but they were like writing their friends back home like i just saw um whoever and i like yeah. would whisper to them and they were like i still don't know who that is but, but my friends are so excited over text oh my god so that's all that really mattered and then i had a date on sunday and that was really fun and had good sushi and good conversation and went to sleep far too late and i think i'm still paying for it but had a really nice time it happens it does happen and then last night went to a friend's premiere of the american meme which is on netflix on friday shout out to brett gersky who was a guest on our show and will be again yes yeah um so that happened okay guys well we're excited to get our guest in so here. So excited. I thought this moment would never come. you can see him opposite Rebel Wilson in Isn't It Romantic? Coming to theaters in February. But today, he's bringing romance into our homes. Welcome to the studio, Joe Town. Thank you so much, ladies. Oh, oh thank wow. You. You, you sound so nice on I that mean, headset. What well, can't you do? Jeez. <laughs> so many things. Mm. I can't surf. <gasps> I'm working on it, well, but I'm really terrible. Specific. Okay. Yeah. You, like, knew what you don't you I have know. to know what I'm not good at so I can be getting better at something. That's... Okay. Because that's important to me. To always be getting better? Is there, like, ever a limit? Like, when do you stop? When are you fine at something? Oh, well, there's certain things I'll put down, you know. But for specifically with surfing, I am so bad at it. <laughs> but I... But you want to... You, I, I there, want you to be better. Interest. You have an interest. I have an interest. Okay. And I also... I can measure when I'm getting better, oh. which is something that I didn't know I could do at this age. You know, because when you're little and you're getting better at something, I don't know what your experience was, but mine was I didn't know if I could be good at anything. Uh huh. So there was so much pressure. Sure. And now I'm it's like, I know I'm good at some things, but I'm terrible at surfing. So I'm going to work on that. Well, okay. But yeah. maybe you'll funnel into something kind of like surfing, but not. That gives like you the same feeling. Could be. Who knows? Sup? You could, yeah, right? You could. So I lost my wedding ring, <gasps> stand up paddleboarding in Maui. Uh oh. Uh, be it was a so not meant to be that day and i went anyway and uh my ring went whoop and, and so it's were, out there were you like do you pay attention to signs and yes shit? were you like gotta go oh Paddle back I, in. I well i stayed to the end i tried diving down i didn't touch the coral oh. but i came back up and so the sign was that a day later a ring company liked my photo from the beach park and they made these rings in maui actually on, on kona with uh, a specific kind of wood. And so I ended up going to a store and buying a replacement ring with my wife. 
and it had the koa wood and I, I just love the way these look and I like the way they felt. And so I was like, oh, okay. I was supposed to give something to Hawaii and maybe get a little piece to take home. See, oh, Joe will also, because I know a little, a very little about feng shui, there's also a, like sending the message out to the universe of like thankfulness for the things that you've used and are giving up, whether maybe it's your choice or not. Yeah. And also wood is a good element to have, right? To spark like, fire. To, yeah. So see, yeah. Wow. then this is meant to be. So there's just so yeah. many things. Wow. You can also just reframe it that way. Why not? No, but it is a lot about perspective, too. Yeah. And and recognizing the connection and symbolism and things that you would just normally pass through. Like you wouldn't have gotten a new ring had that not happened necessarily. So there you go. I love a good good meant-to-be moment. Yeah. You have to make room for things. By getting rid of other things. Getting rid of things are my favorite things to do. Is it? Yeah, actually. So I have like a bag that you're probably going to be like, don't do that. But like I have a bag in my closet waiting for me to pull things out. And then I like fill it and then I put it in my car and take it to. Like an all the time bag? All the time. Like a laundry bag that just is dedicated to Goodwill? Uh Uh-huh. And then I I take it, I get rid of it and I create a new one. How often? Not often enough. Like once every year and a half? Oh, no, no, more than that. Like, Like a quarterly kind of thing. Because so well, I buy things and then I, I need hangers, so I take things out. And yeah. then I'm like, well, I don't wear you. And it like causes me, because I will not go buy new hangers, I refuse, because then that just means I have too much stuff. I already have too much stuff. But I'm like, this is my mindset. I have to purge in order to replace. Yes. And I talked so, about that with Joe, too. Yeah. And also, it forces me to, if I need a hanger, it forces me. I'm like, well, now I have to go evaluate what I'm not using. Yeah. Put yourself in your closet. Spend some time. Purge. Go. Can I add one thing to your process? Always. Just a tiny little thing. It won't even add that much time. I love process. Just okay. as you take it off the hang... What did you say? Hanger? Yeah, you say yeah. hanger. Yeah, once you take it off the hanger... <laughs> what are you supposed to say? Hanger. Well, you just hanger. have a hard G. Yeah, you have a real hard G. Because I use my letters. No. What? I like it. Okay. I like it. Hanger. Um, once you take it off, <laughs> just thank it on its way to the... Oh, that's nice. You know, because first of all, it, it provided you with... That experience. Yeah. But second of all, it's going to give you a gift. If you thank it, you're going to be filled with gratitude and then you carry that into your day. How does that work? Tell us how this whole thing goes. Because like, well, I think we, this skipped, whole thing. we skipped over feng shui and like what it I actually love it. is. We dove right in. Let's go back. Right. Well, let's, let's go back. Let's yeah. explain what it is and then why thanking things is important. Sure. So what? Yeah. What is, what yeah, is what feng shui? Is feng shui? I mean, Other than a hard word to say I and mean, spell. Yeah. We've already dropped some things as hints, right? In the open. Oh, we talked yeah. about Southwest Cabernet. Mm-hmm. We talked about uh, power position. Yeah, Y'all yeah. are dropping some knowledge already. I, it's, like, I, it's really just It's like we don't even need things. you here. I mean, South of Cabernet. You might not. I can just take a nap. No, oh, you could have. Um, you deserve it. <laughs> I think. I'd be tired. Unless that's not the place you should be napping, that couch there. I don't know. because I'm don't in know a about... terrible position. Right. But oh. you know what it does? It what? puts you both in an authority position. So the only thing I request is that if a bear comes in here, that y'all protect me. Oh, yeah. Because I can't see over right. my shoulder. We will do that. Now, Great. let's start from the very beginning. A very good place to start. What is feng shui? So feng shui means wind, water. Oh. And you're supposed to do what with that information? <laughs> so I'm going to tell you. Okay. So uh, it's ancient and it's Chinese. <laughs> yeah. uh, wind water stands for both the things you can see in a space and the things you can't see. The two oh. most powerful forces on the planet are wind and water. We can't go more than a few minutes without air. Yeah. We can't go more than a few days without water. But wow. when they are in balance, they provide life. So the yin-yang symbol, to me, represents both wind and water, the seen things, like the stuff that we can like see in a space and then the invisible stuff. Okay. So like table would yep. be water stuff, and the air in the room would be the wind. Yeah. The, the space. Okay. 
all the space mm -hmm. that's filled with. So water's things and air is space. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so the interplay between the two, roughly we want a balance of 50% stuff and 50% space. If we have too much stuff in a space, too you're much stuff in a room, we're send you're a hoarder. Yeah. You're sending out a message that's basically like, I have enough going on. Thank you so much. I don't need anything new to come into my life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you have less than 50% stuff, it's like, bring it on. So the balance between the two is really what we're seeking in whatever capability we're, you know, that's possible right now. Okay. So what I took from that is I have to get rid of everything and then love will come. <laughs> right? You definitely have to make space for love. Yeah. And that has two parts to it. One is making space. The other one is making space for love. Because when I clean, I can like clean up my dishes and be mindless, but I can also clean up for prosperity for oh. feast with my friends and loved ones for getting to go to Hawaii on a trip. Like I can make space for love as opposed to just, I got to clean this out. So, right. So it's an intention doing, and a okay. mindfulness that you can bring to it, which is the energy part you were talking about earlier. Interesting. Right. So That's... saying thank you fills us with gratitude, which as a society, so many of us are, uh, I would say trying to get better at something. Right. Yeah. Trying to get better at whatever our profession is, our relationships, whatever it is that we're working on. And often people are really hard on themselves and super critical. So there was this crazy study that was done in 2008 where there was this guy who was brought into all these like accounting firms mm. and he was talking to them because they were not happy. And it was 2008. There was a lot going on in the economy. Yeah. But yeah. there were these guys who were accountants who basically spent all day long looking for mistakes and errors. And so when they came home, they would tell their spouse about all the mistakes and errors they were making. Of course. Including some of them put them on an Excel spreadsheet. Oh, my God. So a lot of those people are not any longer married. However, the idea of looking for that has momentum to it. We can't stop. Mm. Some of the things we do during the day, we can't stop. So gratitude is a pattern interrupt for a critical brain. Right. So if we can pause and do that, even just before the meal, just before we put a piece of laundry into a bag – you know, just before we go to bed, what's one thing we can scan, two things, three things from our day that we can appreciate? It sets such an amazing thing into motion. Parts of our brain light up. Like we start scanning the world for good things. It's like nothing okay. but good. I only that. do it at night. The and I, I need to be better about doing it throughout the day. The critical brain. Yeah, a lot of people try to like do go through a couple things they're grateful for at night or whatever. But it is it's probably a little bit more uh, ingraining to do it intermittently throughout the day but you were you mentioned that the brain is like inherently kind of critical so what is that like that's like a real thing like we kind of we look at the bad or the negative sticks out not if even if we're not a it's in our dna yeah okay it's it's for survival so a lot of times that part of our brain that is looking for threat is really active because it's trying to protect us it's trying right. to do a really good job and the only problem is that it's been through so many generations and so many lifetimes that it doesn't know what a threat is in 2018. So all of a sudden, um, not getting a like on a social media post can be a threat, right. not getting the job, not having hearing back from the person scrolling and not yeah. getting a text back from the person can be a threat. So the cortisol that wakes you up at it's three in the morning, the cortisol that's popping into your life is all of a sudden overriding your ability to recover. It's creating that same primal reaction of fight or flight yep. on some level for like not for, for like nothing that's thing. not yep. actually a life endangering situation. 
Totally. Oh, cool. So why do people need feng shui? And like, why is wind and water, like, how did that become like <laughs> a whole thing that A, you decided to start studying and now I need this in my home and life and all the things. Like, totally. How does wind and water become everything? So you want the origin story for me and the origin story of where it came from? Like why it's important? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, it started with a book of poems in China. And I think a lot of people were looking for how they could set up their spaces so that they could uh, be more auspicious. Mm. So this were primarily graveyards back in the day. They didn't want their ancestors to have their uh, graves dug up. They believed strongly in an afterlife, and they believed the idea that if somebody came along and stole the money that they had put in with their relatives, that they wouldn't have enough money on the other side. So they built their graveyards in protected areas with a mountain at the back, rolling hills on the sides, and a gate up front. It's called command position, something Uh, we talked about earlier, which is like an ideal place to put our furniture. So it started there. But then they started figuring out, well, where do we build our homes? So there's this brief story that goes that people lived in harmony with the river for a long time. They washed their clothes there. They got their fish there. They loved being near the river until the riverbanks overflowed and some of their homes got washed away. So they said, ah, unsafe. So they moved their homes to the top of the mountain and they could see the whole valley and it was great. Yeah, they had to schlep down to the water and wash their clothes down there. But eventually they, you know, realized that they could live in harmony with it from afar until the winds came, Mm. probably from Siberia, probably, and knocked their homes off the cliff. So they're like, unsafe. So somewhere between the wind and the water is where is safe. So this idea of building our homes and now our cities, most amazing auspicious cities, have a community of buildings that are built with mountains at their back, rolling hills on the sides, facing the water. So that idea is called command position, yeah. and it carries through all systems of design. Yeah. So they found like that our you know it's in our DNA to seek that. They found these caves in Croatia in 200 AD, and they found that if you built your home, your encampment for the night in the mouth of the cave, you were wiped out. If you decided to go around the corner from the entranceway, wiped out. The only people who made it were the ones who built their encampments in the back corner of the cave the southwest corner no i'm kidding i don't know well we totally should touch on absolute direction okay but the idea was being far away from the door not in the path of the door and not just around the corner from it the far corner of the room is where the godfather would sit in a restaurant yeah right so he could see everything so he'd see everything now would the godfather ever sit with a door behind his back no it's unsafe no No. how about a window no No. forget about it right right so two tall guys on either side protecting him is the same as two bedside tables yep on your nightstands. Oh. It's the same as having two bookshelves in your office. Mm. It's the same as having foo dogs or lions outside the New York Public Library. They're <gasps> guardians. So oh, these things have been part of like the way we've built structures throughout every culture on the planet. You just don't even know. You don't even notice it. It's like we breathing. Don't it. You don't even know you're doing it. Yeah. It's just, but they're there and they're there for a reason. So this ancient system became popularized here in L.A. in the 80s because a lot of Japanese were buying a lot of real estate. So a lot of the places that we go to, agencies, big agencies started to use it. CAA hired IM Pay to feng shui. Then all of a sudden, all the big agencies wanted it. Uh, Brillstein Gray wanted it. Then Vegas started doing it. But they made a big mistake. So Vegas decided they wanted an Asian-themed hotel. And they built a hotel with a big dragon that you had to walk into the mouth of the dragon to get into the casino thinking it was cool design. Sounds unsafe. No Asians would go into that casino until they learned about the words feng shui. And then they were like, ah, we need to learn about this because yeah. we want tourism. Yeah. And so basically, all of a sudden, it started to become popularized. Mm. I found it because I moved out here from New York and I wanted a competitive advantage as an artist and as an actor. 
But I also had lost my mother a year earlier, and so I was really seeking connection to what I couldn't see, mm-hmm. wind, the invisible. So I ended up uh, – y'all talked about the secret, so I know we can talk yeah. about the secret yeah, in here. Yeah. I first moved here, and I was part of a meditation group, and they were talking about uh, parking angels, parking fairies, the uh-huh. idea of like manifesting your parking spot before you got somewhere. I was like, cool idea. I started doing it everywhere, cities I'd never been to. I did it in Paris. I did it in San Francisco. I did it in L.A. I did it by the Bodhi tree. It was like – Everywhere I went, I got parking mojo. What? I was like, can I do this with an apartment? The idea is you say thank you in advance for the parking spot. Oh, So you drive somewhere. So my Hail Mary full of grace help us find yep. a parking space? Yep. Is, that's it. Okay. It's the same deal. But is that thinking? Because it sounds like you're asking for help versus thinking. Well, I could change it a same little bit. Same principles. Yeah. I guess yeah. we pray in different ways, right? Sometimes yeah. we pray from lack. Sometimes we pray from anticipation of okay, goodness. Okay, so I think the secret is where I got my gratitude like thing that I do every night and I just started like okay like I'm thankful for all the following and I just like literally run through it now it's like mm-hmm. mindless to me because I'm so thankful okay, for but you don't want to be mindless about no it. it's more like it's it's like a rehearsed like it's a monologue yeah. I say every night it's, it's the like, same thing unless there's like a new thing I throw in like a new human in my life or like a whatever I think I probably have to add like more things to it like thank you for the love I already have if it's working don't break it that's I don't my know. Philosophy. Is it? Yeah, that's what... Is it working? So, I mean, I'm alive know. and I'm doing quite okay, but, like, could I be better? Quite okay is going to be a new t-shirt that I made. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite okay. feng shui you so you can feel quite okay. Quite okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I started doing that with parking spots, and I thought, could I do this with an apartment? So I made this list of, like, the ideal qualities I would want in an apartment, and I sort of forgot about it. And this woman I had been in acting class called up and said, hey, I heard you're looking for an apartment. I'm like, from who? And she's like, from this manager that we both know. I was like, okay. And she's like, so I'm buying an apartment. My husband's coming in. He's like designing it all. He's a construction guy. And, you know, you'd have your own room. You'd have your own closet. You'd have your own bathroom. Barry, the other guy's like going to live in the other side. It's going to be great. And so I was like, well, tell me about it. And it was everything in the list. Whoa! Slightly outside my budget. Everything else in the list. The thing that I had said on my list that was a little kooky was I don't like air conditioning. I love a nice breeze that comes through an apartment. The wind. So I literally said, yes, could there be like a breeze that comes to the apartment so I don't need air conditioning? And when she said that on the phone, I was like, this must be my place. That's fucking crazy. So I moved in there and it went off the rails. What number was it? Do you remember? Oh, gosh. He does numerology. I actually can't remember. It was a while So your actual, like where you live, like if you live in apartment 107, could be bad. Well, it's not ever bad. Joe doesn't believe in bad. I'm speaking for him like I'm his agent. Please, speak for me. He doesn't believe in bad, but he believes in like something that might be blocking something that you can fix. So The each, number one thing yeah. about feng shui you should know is that everything is a metaphor for something. So numbers have meaning. Okay. And the meaning just relates to like, hey, what – if there was a universal energy that was working through me and with me and for me, what might it be trying to teach me right now? Yeah. So I learned that numerology is important from the standpoint that like there are certain lessons that we uh, get to experience and the number of the apartment is impacted by that, where our bedroom is, where our office is, where there are drains, like all these different things impacted. Well, let's talk about all those yeah. different things. Okay, let's start with apartment number because a lot of people in LA or just at any big city live so, in an apartment. Yeah. What's a good number for love? Ah. Ah. So – because um, we're all going to move now, so tell us. <laughs> and, and this is numerology, so if you have like five numbers, you add them all up, and then that comes to twenty, and two plus zero is two, and then two is the number. If that's let's what say it that is, one yeah. more time, a little slowly, because I think that's important, right? So, so like, if there were three numbers, one oh seven, yeah, one oh seven, you would add up all three of those numbers. So it would be eight. It would be eight. 
that would be the overarching yes. number. And let's just start there because I think anything beyond that could be complicated for mm-hmm. our first talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there is a numerology and meaning to every number between one and nine. So when you think about partnership and love, what number comes to mind? Eight. Like eight is enough? Like uh, Oh, oh, two, I guess. Two, I, I guess. Yeah. I thought two. Yeah, great. Well, I was going to say eight, like infinity, togetherness, and forever, but then, awesome. yeah, two And, and that's also a multiple. Yeah. I mean, we can get in the weeds on it. There's yeah. a multiple of two, like four twos is an eight. But two is really great because we want balance and we want there to be harmony and we want there to be, you know, um, balance, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, passion and, and love and all those things that come from the number two. So you have to live in either apartment number two, you eleven. You don't have to. Or one hundred and one. Those would be no, good. But those are all two. Now it I actually don't think made. those are as good as like a two hundred, oh, or a nine hundred two, um, or a seven hundred four. And part of that is because ones have its own blessing and curse. Every number is a blessing and a curse. Oh, this might be my problem. The curse just means like what's hard about it, not that you're doomed. It just means like a one place is really good after a breakup. A one place is really good to figure your shit out. Am I allowed to swear? Yeah, oh this? my gosh. So like I, like you you need some time after we go through a oh, transition. Oh, one like solo. Solo. Okay. Right? That so like sense. I got to be a solid one before I can be a two. So ones are really good. However, it's harder to connect. So when Erin and I lived in a one place, my caution to her was like, hey, the good thing is money follows fame. One represents fame and reputation. So that's good. So it's like teeing up our future. But we might not see a lot of each other here. We might be really busy. We might be off on our own journeys. We might be trying to figure stuff out. So we have to make a concerted effort to make sure that our love corner is loved, that's used, to make sure we make time for each other. Yeah. So you just have to pay attention. Like, for example, <sighs> yeah. my office is in my bedroom. And so Joe was like, is this my preference? Not really. But, like, because it's here um, and your back is facing this direction, you want something to have your back. Put this color blanket on the chair and that protect. There's ways to balance things out. Yes, there's yeah. cures for every challenge. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, what is your cure for living in apartment 102? Well, that's oh, that's three. great. That's is that your number? Yeah, that's a three. Okay, so congratulations. Thank you. You are going to end up in a relationship. Oh, I hope at some point. And not a When? Is there like a time frame? That's what the apartment says. That's oh. what three says? No. No, because it's one. It ends in a two. two. You, you, right now you're oh. figuring your shit out. Oh. And once you figure your shit out, you're going to be in a partnership. Okay, but I, so I have to move to be done figuring it out or I can be there and still be figuring it I mean, what I shared with Lauren is that let's say you're in a place for six years. I don't know how long you've been in this place. Five. So let's say that you are there for one more year. Each number could relate to a two-year period of time that you're there. Mm -hmm. So like one would be a period of the first two years, zero for the second two years, and two for the third two years. So that's just sort of like a subset of numerology. Okay. Yeah. What I would say is that the promise of your place is that you are moving from a one to a two. A three overall represents children, creativity, the future, being inspired – so, like, threes are great, the what it adds up to. Yeah, I love You might everything. even meet someone through your creativity. Right. Like, that may be exactly how it happens. I love everything you're saying. I know, isn't he amazing? Doesn't I... he just make you feel so good about yourself? Yeah, okay, can we talk about the interior now? Cause... So, okay, so, it, you guys, so you're, Joe will explain, you're, no matter where you enter, Let's talk about Southwest. Sp- yeah, okay, go, yes. So, like, there, you obviously did some research, 
And when I first started learning about feng shui, I was obsessive about studying it. And I read books and they were in conflict with each other. Mm. And I went back to my feng shui master and I said, why are there so many books that say different things? There's a lot of different. I read a lot of different things like paint. Don't paint the room of your bedroom lilac because that's the color of chastity and that means no sex and then i read four other things that said that that was a perfectly fine color i'm just like i can't so a (laughs) let's just say that most uh marketing techniques for feng shui practitioners is you are doomed you need me to solve your problem totally that is not how i roll yeah so I want to just put the kibosh on first anything that's fear-based yeah. and secondly, anything that comes from a culture that is not ours. So there are cultural superstitions that are part of like the feng shui zeitgeist that you and I may not believe. So like there might be a number – like does the number four make you go <gasps> – no, I think it's cute. Great. So like if you were – if your, your pup might actually be terrified of four. Oh, the Koreans. Because they don't like four. They don't like the metaphor of what four sounds like. Oh, Which it is sounds the, like a bad word. The character for death. Yeah. But that doesn't mean anything to us. Yes. God, no. I, right? So then you have to put that None into perspective. So I want to put that to the side yes. and I want to put all the fear-based stuff to the side. And instead, I just want to understand meaning and energetic principles. Yes. So Southwest. So anytime you hear North, South, East, West, there are systems of feng shui that are absolute direction-based. Absolute direction meaning wherever you are in the world, North, South, East, and West. The problem is if you're renting – what if they tell you the only place you can work is in the southwest corner and it's your toilet? Yeah. Are you going to bring in like a kitchen tray? No. And like sit on there and like no. type your emails? I don't think so. No. And then are you going to worry like, oh, God, I have to move. But, but this market is terrible for moving. And now I'm just worried. That environment is going, gone. Yeah. So, again, I'm trying to eliminate all that stuff. So what I'd say is if you're building a home from the ground up, it might be interesting – to consider absolute direction for certain aspects. If you are dealing with insomnia, it's one of 10 things I look at to see whether or not it's affecting the way you're sleeping. Mm. Only one of 10 things. Mm. It's just which direction your head is facing. Other than that, Western feng shui, there was a guy who basically said feng shui needs to come to the West. Let's simplify it and let's make it that everywhere you enter, there's a grid, a tic-tac-toe board or a Brady Bunch grid. It's called a Bagua map. Mm, Bagua, Bagua means eight sides. Yeah. It sounds it like the Bagwan. Which from this is not what that wild is. Wild wild country. Wild country. We are not the Bagwan. Oh, no. Yeah, that's that's a totally different dude. Yeah. Dude. Uh, so yeah, so the grid. This grid superimposes over whatever space you're feng shuiing. Yeah. So you two can feng shui your desk. Yeah. We could feng shui this room. Yeah. We could feng shui your car. You can feng shui one room, the whole place, the property, whatever you want. Yeah. And there's a map that basically comes from the entranceway. So basically you superimpose the map over it and you'll find out there's my love corner. There's my prosperity area. There's my career zone. And your my love area is the bathroom. So. No. No, it's not. What? She's been Your love corner? Everyone. Isn't it? I mean, it's the kitchen and the oh, sort the of laundry kitchen, room. That's right. It's the kitchen yeah, yeah. laundry room. You're right. The bathroom that, is that makes so much sense. Fame area. Or wait, fame, yeah. Wait, fame okay. First of all, the kitchen. I haven't for you sent makes you the so map yet, sense. so I understand I why you're. A little I got bit, confused. I got to send it. To but you. I'm just saying, like, like hello, you, you cook for love. Yeah. Well. Okay. But I. Well. Yeah. But isn't that the place most people gather to in a home? Yeah. It's like homes no, where the heart actually. is. Like, no. I don't go there. Well, you're at a party. You don't find yourself going to somebody's kitchen. Why would I go there? It's for them. No, we I don't do. know because of snacks and drinks. And, and I have to help and stuff. And <laughs> a in a, ho- in a different yeah. type of house, like yours, is different, like laid out differently. But yes, that's where room, everyone always gathers. That's where everyone always gathers. But also, I do feel like you are giving love by way of making things. Like if you're providing yeah. by food. Yeah. 
and serving and it hosting. It's and an stuff. expression of love. And also, one of the things I shared with you is that even though there are areas, according to Western feng shui, that relate to the love area, that for me, the bedroom's always going to relate to love. Mm. The kitchen's always going to relate to health. Where we work is always going to relate to business. So those things are more important to no me. No matter where they than are. Than the nine yeah. areas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms of if people are listening and watching and they just want to simplify. Right. So if your if your bedroom happens to not fall on the grid of the love area, then how do you? What are some things that you can do um, to up that energy, the love energy, or whatever? Yeah. In what are some like basic things that someone can do right now without having the grid? Like, okay, well, my bed's up against the wall, or mm. what? Like, you know, some quick tips. So on. earlier we talked about the fact that everything in feng shui is a metaphor for something. So someone that has their bed up against the wall, what does that really say? It says that they are not really open to sharing their life with another person. Wait, their bed, though, as in they don't have two end tables. Like, not as in your headboard is touching the wall. It's one side of the bed is against 100%, the wall. 100%. Yes. Right. yes. Okay. The other yes. one's just weird. I know I people like, that have beds in the middle bed? of the room. Those are terrible feng shui. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yes, we're talking about, like, what? imagine a cloistered nun. A little <laughs> twin bed shoved in the corner, yeah. one nightstand, Jesus in the wall, solo. and the Bible. It's a solo act. That person's not interested in dating. No, they're Mm. by themselves. They can't date. Right? And students have the same deal. Yeah. Right? Students are there to focus. So most most students are there because of the education. (laughs) Right. They've got the two twin beds smashed up. So they've got the twin beds or the bunk beds or whatever ridiculous thing that they're doing. Right. So Or children have those because they should not be doing sex. They I'm glad be. that this show promotes children should not be doing sex. No, you know, we just not. You, the more you know, guys. It's yeah. like the fucking yeah. PBS special. I know. I know. So yes, the idea would be make space for love is not just about cleaning out a nightstand drawer for keys and condoms. The idea is like, okay, I want to have space on both sides of the bed for two people to enter. I want to have two nightstands, both for protection and also a place to set down a glass of water or a glass of Comfort. wine. Comfort. Yeah. For protection, mm-hmm. for yeah. comfort, mm-hmm. for a lamp, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> so you want twos, pairs of things. Yes. So pairs of things could be pictures of pairs of people. It could be a pair of panties or one bra. I don't know why oh. that is. Why is it a pair of panties but only one bra? I have wait because it's two things in the bra. Maybe yeah. There's no, but a, underwear is solo. So how I is know, it a pair? It's you weird. put two pair legs. We're going to solve this. Yeah. I know we're going to do it. Oh, but okay, weird. so you want to make sure that you're you're pairs symbolically partnershipping your love yes. area. A girlfriend actually recently told me she like I liked some image of like some silhouette of a woman because I thought it was like feminine and beautiful and she's like it. that doesn't go in your room because that's where you have to have two people. So you can't have solo imagery. Yeah, in that. So yes and yeah. no. Oh, like oh. yes, ideally everything would be a pair. But let's say you spent 10 grand on a really beautiful picture of a woman in silhouette and you're like this is sensual, this is empowering, I love this. Just get her a friend. So the idea is like whether or not there's another picture that matches it, whether or not you replace it with a pair, or whether you just print out a photo of something, laminate it, and put it up behind her. Just pair her up. Yeah, it doesn't have – that's another so give her a boyfriend. Thing. Joe yeah. pointed out it doesn't have to be seen, right? So he's saying that the color red is some, um, sometimes good. and there's Your favorite color? Yeah, and he knows that I don't like it. Your nails so, are red. Well, I know, but that's like the one – like I'll do – yeah, you have I just, a really pretty red jumpsuit. You like red wine? What, Jen? I don't paint. I'm not going to paint a wall red fucking ever. No, well, and fine, I of won't course. decorate with red. But right now, I happen to have red in my house because it's a Christmas, Christmas. color. And so, I what Christmas other colors represent passion besides red? Pink. 
Do you know. like pink? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I do. What but... about oranges? Yeah. Oh. See, not Barf. everyone has a yeah. specific color relationship. Barf. What about yellows? Ugh. That's great. So for you, it would be pink. For you, it might be orange, yellow, anything but red. Yeah. yeah. You also might like red, red and pink. So those would be great passion colors to bring into a bedroom. The if oppos- you are passionate about it, it's a passion color? Um, no. You could be passionate about green. It's not going to be a passion color. Okay, cool. It's like the colors we think that represent passion. Got it. Warm fire passion it, element guava you know yeah like yeah yeah and colors. if you want to yeah. just have the red sheet but you don't want to have red sheets joe suggested just put a red sheet in between your mattress and your um box spring can i tell you a quick story about that yeah, oh, yeah. so there's a woman who is in miami not you i'm not secretly outing a story that you've told me no and i'm also uh, here now so yeah this okay. woman wanted to feng shui her room for love she wanted to feng shui for love she had been divorced she had a couple kids she's like what am i doing wrong i keep not progressing past a certain stage of relationship so i get the bedroom tour and the first thing i find out is that the bed is literally broken <gasps> since the divorce it's broken i was like you're a sleeping on a broken bed so I said, we need a red sheet. We need to hang crystal stat. We need to do a little blessing to get the sage and the energy and everything, you know, out to like get the old energy out of the bed you're still sleeping in that was your marriage bed. Yeah. But also we need to fix the broken bed. So until that, let's get a red sheet. So I get this story back that um, this woman goes to World Market and she's buying all the stuff because she had a list of things that she needed to do. And at the end, she's like, oh, I meant like. 338 and with 350 I get like $50 off. And what did he say? Red sheet. So she finds this red scarf and she buys it and she puts it in the top of one of the bags, loads the car up, and then the red scarf somehow ends up in the console between the two seats. Two months later, she's on a date. It's getting steamy. She sees her footprint up on the glass. Real steamy. Jesus. And uh, that later that night, she opens up the thing and finds the red scarf and Shut she had it. feng shui'd her car. Shut it. <laughs> and then eventually feng shui the home and is now married and happy and Stop all kinds it. of great stuff. But I, I just say that because metaphors abound, yeah. right? The broken bed, the idea of it's the same bed I was married in, the idea of adding color to it where it doesn't have to be seen. It can be a scarf in a console. It, it can be underwear. Be it could it be a pair, be... a picture of a hair behind the $10,000 painting of the silhouette of the woman. It yes. doesn't have to be seen. But what do you do now, now that you're bringing this up? What do you do about a mattress that's been used in another relationship for a oh, long, long, long sassy. time. So when I moved out here, I secreted yeah. my mattress. <gasps> I had stayed at the West Inn in New Jersey, and I slept in a heavenly bed. And I was like, I need to have a heavenly bed in my home. I don't know how, but I need to – wouldn't it be cool if yeah. I had a heavenly bed? Not three months later, I had moved out here, and I got an email from a woman who worked for the W Hotel chain, and she's like – Hey, so we have access to queen and king size heavenly beds. If anyone wants them, it's like two eighty for a queen. It's like three fifty for a king. If oh, anyone wants nothing. one, Shut oh, it. I was like, I want a king bed. How would this happen? Please. Yeah. Uh, and they delivered it and everything. And so I've had this bed for a while. It's seen me through a few relationships. I'm sure it has. However, you have to change the energy of it. So mm-hmm. the same way when you bring home an uh, antique. The same way when you have something that came from a dying relative's home. You save um, it. Yeah, you, you do yeah. something to energetically cleanse, cleanse it. it. I mean, also, let's just say you're not into, the, like, the whole saging thing. because Movie that's, Goomy? Yeah, it's not for everybody. So, like, what, can you just change your mindset? Like, is that a thing? Like, if you're like, okay, like, this was my dad's ring. Now it's my ring. I didn't love it when he wore it. I thought it was stupid that he wore jewelry. But now I'm like, it's a piece of my dad on me, and I love it. So, like... I think that's fantastic as a stage one. 
stage one. What's the stage one? So solo. I, I feng shui on. a lot of different types of places. And in New York, there is a layer of energy for every layer of paint. People have oh, lived in these apartments and a lot. And you can see the fucking layers on those par- no, okay, apartment walls. I think so, my building's going to be condemned because it has not been painted in a really long time and well, it's against all laws. That might be good, though. So the idea is, like, if you want the energy of what was there before still with you, don't do anything to cleanse it. If it feels weird to you, don't do that. Yeah. I can give you a lot of different ways to cleanse stuff that does not require sage. Oh. That being said, it's important in the same way that – let's say you take over a new home. You invite a bunch of people over. What's that called? A housewarming party. party? Yeah, a housewarming oh. party, right? <laughs> a party. <laughs> yes, very More good. More specifically, housewarming. And, and so why do we warm our house? Oh. To bring love. Yeah. We want to, bring I think, energy bring in. the energy yeah. of that gathering into our lives. Those and are our have people. Those, those yeah. are our people. We're personalizing the space to us. So if you believe in that, then the idea of doing something to let go of the old energy of something ancient might not be terrible. It just might not look like sage. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. that makes sense. Because so then... I have to feng shui hospital rooms and they don't let me burn stuff. Oh. Oh, well, that makes so, sense. So, like, too. I have to feng shui different types of places. And when you feng shui, part of it is you make space. That's the first step. Then you reorganize around what your intention is for the space. And then you beautify. You add new stuff in. Mm-hmm. But if you just keep beautifying and you don't take care of the old stuff, it's like a mix of your energy and whoever was there before. Right. So if you feel the need to cleanse for some reason because there's a past residual energy there of a past relationship or something, maybe it's even your own past relationship, you're moving into a new one or you want to make space for a new one, figure out how to like... You can do it with sunlight. You can do it with uh, clapping. You can do it with music. You can do it with putting salt around the bed, letting it sit overnight under the full moon and then vacuuming it. Like you can do a lot of stuff. Some of it's going to sound out there and you might not feel like, I don't, this is ridiculous. And some other times you may be like, this is fine. Like, try them. To me, you I know? love all the things. I'll do every single thing oh, me too. that is metaphorical and makes me think that if it's going to be, like, brand new, I'll do it all. But there are people in the world, like, if I had told an ex-boyfriend, like, I think we need to feng shui your place, or we need to go put salt around the bed to ward off your ex-wife. Like, I don't know that he would have been into that. <laughs> right. It's really hard to feng shui for someone else. I have to say that the people that usually hire me are at a stage of willingness for sure. Unless they asking. are like, you were feng shui I want to be feng shui Or it was a gift certificate. A lot of times there's some monetary <laughs> Great investment. Great gift for Christmas. Yeah. Right. Or Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah to those yes. listening that are of that. No, I think you for sure have to. It's just like getting into a relationship, right? You can arbitrarily date, but you're not going to absorb the other person or the connection that could potentially be there if you're not really open to or wanting to be there. You could come feng shui your place and then just be like, great, he did it, and bye, and then don't do anything. It would just you be like having upkeep. a one-night stand. Yeah, you have to believe And it, it could also yeah. be the ritual of them opening up a drawer for you. It could be the ritual of them giving you a key. It could be the ritual of them saying, now I'm moving from dating you into we're seeing where it goes, like exclusively. But those rituals are important. I think we don't have a lot of transitions and a lot of rites of passage anymore. So what I love about some of these ancient cultures is they provide us with rites of passage that Mm -hmm. are really cool to lean into. I love it. Um, So now I am single. She's in a relationship. Lauren is in a relationship, as we know. Can you, in the last couple of minutes, just give us, like, some real quick things that people can do, like, 
for Lauren to have her relationship thrive in her space that mm-hmm. she shares with her boyfriend and me as a single person, what I can do just obviously we talked about like having pairs of things to welcome love and also my apartment apparently is very lucky. So um, aside <laughs> from that, like what else can single people do to just bring it all in? So three quick categories of stuff, yeah. right? So the first thing is um, I need to ask you a question. I've already asked Lauren. So I want to ask you, what is the purpose of a bedroom? Uh, sleep and sex. You nailed it. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. I feel really excited because 90% of my clients say sleep and that's where it ends. So I love that you added sex, obviously. I said sex. Right? You did. You said that first. It was great. Well, also, I don't want to do that in other places because, like, that's shared oh, I, space for oh. people that, like, I don't. If sure. I go to someone's house and sit on their couch and think about them having sex, I'm like, why am I sitting on your couch when this is a space for your sex? Like, there. keep it where it belongs. Yeah. So let's say that the purpose of the bedroom yeah. is sleep and sex only. Okay. Eliminate everything that is in that room that does not support sleep or sex. What if you live in a studio apartment? That's fine. He can do that. It's trickier. Mm-hmm. You need to be really purposeful. So if we want to just simplify what feng shui is, it's purposeful design. So we want to be really purposeful and mindful about this is the area where I eat in my studio apartment. This is the area where I sleep. This is the area where I date. This is the area where I work. This is the area where I get changed. The same thing is true with the bedroom, right? So like we want the purpose to dictate the design. Oh, people that eat in bed kills me. I can't. Oh, I can't do that. Can get a it's table. so confusing for your get stomach. A table. Oh yeah, Joe talked about that too. Then you the then you put your computer at your dining room table and you start working. Your stomach's like, why am I hungry all of a sudden? No, I mean it's like very confusing. Just keep stay in your own lane. Compartmentalize. It's so fun and organized for your brain. Yeah. So once you have removed things that are not really serving sleep and sex, and you know what those are, right? And once you have moved the bed out from the wall or gotten a bigger bed or added bedside tables, maybe a couple images of love and some red, you want to make sure all five senses are going to be activated in your bedroom, right? Mm -hmm. So like if you're not smelling something pleasant, bring in some fresh fresh flowers. Flesh flowers? (laughs) Or flesh flowers. That could be (laughs) if you're into that kind of thing. For Halloween only. Yes. Bring in some flesh flowers. Whatever. Bring in, um, you know, some put in some kind of bow system or some kind of sound system where you can play romantic music. You know, make sure that the sheets don't feel like cardboard. Make sure that every single thing is lighting you up and turning Mm -hmm. you on on every single level. And relaxing you and making you feel safe. Relaxing you, but not too relaxed. Right. Turning you on, but not overstimulating. Yes, exactly. Right. Because you want to sleep and sex. So it's like, yeah, you want to find the balance. You want to find the yin yang of sleep and sex in the bedroom. Those are some great things. What sticks in your mind as like a bet, like a, a bedroom do and don't? Like, I mean, I guess you kind of went over that, like, don't hang a, a solo photo Don't of a have dude. pictures of other people in your bedroom. Yeah. Oh, oh, see, I love this one. Why? Only have pictures of the eyes of the person you want to ravish. Yeah. So if you're not mm. in that relationship yet, then you need a metaphor of a pair. It doesn't matter if you go buy a photograph of a couple with two feet sitting in the sand and you're like, one day that will be me on my honeymoon. Great. But when you have pictures of grandma, when you have pictures of your Bhagawan – or, from the ch- that or your show. children or pets or something. We have something. pictures of yeah. children and pets or actually children and pets. All of a sudden that creates triangulation. Mm-hmm. There's you. There's the person you're trying to connect with. And then there's this other entity. Mm-hmm. Like when so, people have their kids sleep in bed with them. No, no. It's not great for connection or sex. Right. It's very sweet. And there are times when I think it's really important. The same way I think that it's important to have a one house after a breakup. There are times I think a family mm-hmm. bed is great. And there's yeah. also limits on a family bed. Oh, yeah, boundaries, yeah. No, I agree, yeah. Right. So that's one thing that I would say is in terms of a don't. And then a do that really pops out, like something just... What's this red thing? Like, okay, what if I don't want red sheets, so I have to put something between my bed and... What if you had um, 
uh, red throw or yeah. red in the no. um, <laughs> pillows that sit on top of your bed or a red mat in around the picture that's on your wall or a, red a pair of candles. Yeah, even red, if yeah. like candles are fire. Oh, I'll so like the whole point of red day. is the element fire. You want to add sizzle to your relationship. Ooh, I have so many candles. Also for Christmas, everyone. So red put candles. them in pairs. Yeah. So like a don't a, have three of them. Don't have one of them unless you want to have a threesome or you want to be out in the cold. Like oh, only have geez. pairs of candles. Yeah. It's really simple, but just start pairing them but up. But think about yeah, it, it it is simple. Break it down to the simplicity of what actually kind of like don't have one nightstand. You right. don't want to have a one night stand. Right. <gasps> there you go. What that yeah. means so much. Yeah. There's also this idea we talked about energy muse. Just carry some rose quartz on you or put it on your nightstand, right? How about a pair one. of them? Oh, pair I of need rose a pair. quartz yeah. hearts. Put them in your drawer. Oh, well, just the energy if, of that. Okay, so a girlfriend gave me a rose quartz hearts that's shaped like a heart. Uh, whatever I just said. Yeah. And she said put it in your bra and wear it everywhere and stuff. But do I need two? I mean, if it was me, one for each friend. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Oh, I don't it. know if you have dames for them. No, they're just here. They're, yeah. They're, yeah. Well, no, that makes sense okay. though. Like, put or, a pair. or put I one in each nightstand. Yeah. Okay. Well, your birthday's coming up, so yes. Okay, we're on it. Um, okay. Well, these are. I mean, this is we're really just, <laughs> we're scratching, just scratching the, the surface. I mean, yeah. we honestly we have to do a part. Two we soon. should do a part two soon um, after the new year, new year, new you. Maybe there's like a like. Also, what do you wear on a date? I don't know. Is there a color? Real quick, tell us. How about the color you're wearing? Is it fine? Wear it out. Wear it under. Wait, everyone, I'm wearing red if you're listening. Yeah. If you're watching, you It's like a me. rusty red, yeah. No, so the main thing the is lighting. like, uh, to me, the it's main crimson. thing is not color specific. It's something that gives you confidence. So oh. whatever your outfit is, make sure it makes you feel good. What makes about it black? Feel like That's you. like black hearted. Great. So like oh. if, if it makes you feel confident, sexy, if it makes you feel like the most you, that's going to make you put you in the right energy for a okay. date. And this now is... underneath it, you might put on a red thong or a red pair of panties. Like that would yeah. be great. No, and also think about the the thing you're choosing, too, and this is also part of what can help you get rid of clutter. Clutter is a big thing. You need to get rid of that to make space for new things. If you pick up the item and it doesn't bring you joy or you don't love it, then you should get rid of it, thank it, and get rid of it. It's and very Mary Con- up, Kondo, Kondo. Well, yes. And if you pick Kondo, exactly. if you pick the item up and you love it and it makes you feel good and you're thankful for it and you want it, then wear that. That's going to make you feel that 100%. way on the date no matter what fucking color it is. And then you take it off and thank it for a great night. Yes. And, and then take those panties that hanger. you wore and throw them in the corner because now you have a pair of things. That's right, guys. <gasps> okay. Okay. So, Joe, remind everyone where they can find you. At and- me, Joe Town. Holler yep. at me, Joe Town and, on Twitter, and on social, on Instagram. And that's where they can ask you questions about feng shui and hire you and whatever. And acting coach and everything. All the things. Yes, 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 yes. So many things, guys. Okay. Great. And we we have to have him on again. <sighs> it's so It's literally there are so many questions. I'm not done. I'm not done either, but the show is coming to a close, so we are going to end right now. Thank you so much, Joe. Thank we you for having so me. so much fun. Oh. Everyone, feng shui your sp- space for love the holiday season, and maybe in the new year you'll have something to write into us about. Yeah, throw a lot of red around, especially because it's the holidays. Just Good red. Excuse. All the red. Um, Jen, where can everyone find you? At Jennifer Golden and all, the, all of the dating apps. And you can find me <laughs> at Lauren Leonelli on all the social media platforms, and you can follow us at Complicated Show. Let us know what you think. Feng shui your place. Call Joe. Show, get it done and don't forget to tune in next week for an all new show and our guest Yanina Oyarzo. Yes, Oyarzo, that's right. It's yeah. hard to say, but it's she probably feng shuied her name. She did. Um and she will be here and she's beautiful inside and out and we'll have lots of interesting things yes. to say about love. All right guys, thanks so much for tuning in and listening. Watching we'll be back next week. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. And 
We'll be back next week. Love you long time. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 